If you're listening to this, I know you're wanting to scale your mortgage business. When we did the pre-launch for this show, we started to share with the mortgage community, and you reached out to us saying, hey, how do I get on the $100 million journey? We listened and created a series of workshops called The Mortgage Blueprint. We have a blueprint for 25, 50, and 100 million. If you're listening to this, you're probably aiming at one of those goals. Go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash blueprint to sign up and find out when we'll be in your city. Create mini wow moments, big wow moments, and in a very structured fashion. Don't just do random stuff. Do it in a structured fashion. Think of the long term, think of the macro. Don't think of the immediate sale, and that will build your business, in my opinion. If you are prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford from $100 Million Journey, Episode 6. This is a new project we're working on, and we're totally stoked. It's a new video and podcast series called The $100 Million Journey, where we're going to apply the best of what we have learned from 160-plus interviews in real time to my business partner's business with the goal of getting her from $8 million a year in production to $100 million a year in production. We're going to video document the ups and downs of what it takes to build a $100 million business. Check it out at ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash 100MDJ. Over the next 12 months, we'll be producing two podcast interviews per month with high-producing mortgage pros or other people that we think will help in their business. Our hope is that you can learn from our mistakes and successes. That way, you can go out and scale and build the business of your dreams. On this episode, I talked to Petrus Engelbright of Southbees International in Oakville, Ontario. One of the things Jules and I constantly talk about is how important it is to map our customer journey and engineer moments of wow. So I heard about Petrus at a mortgage conference. There's a thousand mortgage people in the room and Scott Stratton, who has the Unpodcast. He's written a book called Unmarketing and very smart guy. He's giving a keynote talking to mortgage professionals and there's a good chunk of his keynote. He's talking about this guy Petrus and how he wowed him as, and he was a realtor and how he wowed him and, and he ended up using him to purchase a property. And so I thought to myself, man, if this guy has made such an impression on Scott that he's actually using it in his keynote, he must have done something awesome. So I decided to reach out to Petrus and I wanted to hear the story of how he connected with Scott. And I think you're going to love this episode. So he shares how as a brand new agent, he was able to connect with Scott and wowed him. And then all of the sort of the opportunities that have come from that. But more importantly, I asked him what happened next. And I said, so what are you doing now? And so he shares how he actually scales moments of wow. And honestly, this stuff was awesome. I listened to this and I was just giddy for this episode. So I think you're going to totally love it. Check it out. Before we get started, the show is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I personally use their product or service and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found everyone I talked to so they were fast, down to earth and underwrote deals if they made sense. Also, they've been have turnaround times of less than two hours. If you're a mortgage broker looking for a B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West at pioneerwest.com. Hey, Petrus, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Scott. I'm excited to be here. So you're, I think you're probably the first real estate agent that I've had on the show. And I just want to give the listeners a bit of background on how I connected with you and the story that you have. So there's a guy named Scott Stratton, and many of you probably heard of him. He has a book called Unmarketing and a podcast and a very entertaining, outspoken marketing guy and has some great ideas. And so he gave a conference. I went to a conference. There's a thousand mortgage people in the room. And he had done a keynote, which I'm sure was really a, a really high paid keynote and a large chunk of his keynote 
he was talking about this real estate agent and he's amazing and how he wowed me and this guy Petrus and da, 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 da. and I was just like, oh my gosh, like who is this guy? And I have to meet him because one of the things we always talk about is engineering moments of wow for our customers. And I'm like, you obviously have made an impression on him. And so then I reached out to you. We had a great conversation. So I want to have you on to talk about that story as well as what how you've kind of evolved um, this engineering moments of wow with your customers. So maybe, Petrus, tell me a little about yourself first before we get started. Yeah, so a little bit about my history, as you might or might not be able to pick up on my accent. I'm a South African. I moved to Canada about seven years ago. A little bit of history on South Africa. I was a property lawyer by trade. I had a pretty big uh, specialist property law firm uh, that I grew there from basically just myself and my dad to at a stage uh, just before I left South Africa, 100 people specializing only in property law. Yeah, so then came to Canada on a business venture and loved it so much that we stayed and my family, we're all now Canadians. What I'm doing at the moment is I'm with uh, Sotheby's International Realty in my uh, business in South Africa. I grew to love, appreciate the brand so much that they, there was no other choice for me than to, to join Sotheby's three years and I'm having a fantastic time. Based in Oakville, Ontario, you know, it's such a great community. Just love, love what I'm doing here. Okay. So you've been in the real estate business for three years and you've already made a name for yourself, a reputation for yourself. So tell me about how, what, at what point did you connect with Scott Stratton or how did he, how did you become his real estate agent? That's a really interesting timing wise, uh, interesting story. Just before I became an agent, my broker uh, said, why don't you come to uh, this conference that the Oakville Milton Board is hosting? There's going to be such a great speaker there. His name is Scott Stratton. And at that stage, I was not an agent yet. Uh, I was close. Uh, it was just a question of timing. Actually, on the morning of the 18th of September 2014, at the morning session, I was not an agent yet when I heard Scott speaking uh, at this uh, conference. And by the afternoon, I was because uh, I got the email to say, congratulations, you're now, you're now an agent. Okay, that's crazy. So you're sitting in a conference where he's speaking and you're not an agent. By the time it's done, you are. Does he even know that? I actually broke it to him after he became a, a not only a client but a friend. Yeah. Right, yeah, you didn't do that on the first meeting. Yeah. Oh, just so you know, yeah. in that meeting you know that you gave, I became an agent. I'm very new to this game. Uh, no, I didn't do that. So, yeah, he didn't know it at that stage. So, you know, he was going on about a very, if you want to call it that, bad experience that he uh, and his wife had had uh, in Las Vegas. He, uh, Because he's a keynote speaker, he goes there very, very often. And he had had a very bad experience looking at property there. I mean, he basically didn't get the service that he deserved, that anybody deserves. And I, you know, I sat there and I thought, well, Sotheby's is a global company. I'm sure it would have been better handled if it was a Sotheby's agent. I'm sure if I reach out to him, he goes there often, it would be just my pleasure to introduce him to one of my colleagues there. I'm sure they're all good. And then I started thinking, how did I reach out to this guy? And it was, to be honest, a very dangerous move because he makes no secret about it that some of the things that agents do, he does not appreciate. He lets people know. So <laughs> He lets people know. You know, it's like fodder for him, like for his next podcast. If you do something wrong, it's going to be on his podcast and, you know, it won't be good for your career. Your very new fledgling career 
will come to an end. So I thought, but I want to, I still need to reach out to him. How do I do that? So I started listening to his podcasts and he had two podcasts uh, at that stage. The one was uh, more focused on Las Vegas. What do you do if you're over 30? What is fun to do there? So it's the Vegas over 30 podcast. And I listened to that and, he, and then he went on about a, a donut shop that was so spectacular. They found it on Yelp. It basically had a five-star rating, which is near impossible with thousands of people having voted for it. And he absolutely loved those donuts. And if you could have that, but now that we don't have that because it's like a mom and pop and he's in Ontario. And I thought, wait a minute. I know that my wife has friends. they in Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, let me do the following. How long after that you saw him speak that this that you I, heard the show? I, I, this, this was constantly on my mind. I think I made work of this with literally within a week. You know, the impact of these things will, you know, if you don't do things timelessly, I believe the impact is next to nothing. So you have to move really quickly, you know, that, that we know. And, and so I thought, okay, uh, let, me, let me get those donuts here. So I called up one of my colleagues at Sotheby's in Vegas. And Ike was kind enough to go and buy it, take it through to the hotel of my wife's friends. They flew it back on the Sunday. That Sunday evening, I went to Mississauga, 12 o'clock at night, got the donuts. And the next morning, 7 o'clock, basically fresh donuts on his doorstep. A little bit of Google investigation, knew where he lived. And I just left it there. I don't ever door knock. I don't call call. So I just left it there with a note. I actually tweeted him which is another thing that I prefer doing as I always communicate with people on their preferred me method of communication. So I just tweeted him to basically say there's something on your doorstep. And my timing was exceptional, turns out, because he was literally on his way with uh, Alison, his wife, to go and do a podcast recording that morning. So I got a bit of an air time right there. Uh, and then what I do then is I proceed to keep in contact. I keep touching my clients in, I always try and do it in a wild fashion, always trying to establish myself as an expert in that area. And when the time is right, they will approach you. So he was uh, one of the people that I delivered statistics about his specific area to his doorstep, like a sudden beautiful swag bag uh, with tissue paper, with a magazine and statistics about his specific area, what sales they've been and so forth, with a beautiful covering letter to say, here are some statistics. If you ever need my help, please don't hesitate to call. And lo and behold, about a month or two later, I got a uh, notification on my Facebook page. He's very uh, good with technology, obviously. He's a social media guru. So, and he said, uh, you know, won't you help, him, help us? Uh, there's a property right now that's for sale. Come, come and help us, please. We want to make an offer. Didn't get the first one, got the second property right after that. So as he says in his talk, it's possibly one of the easiest deals that an agent ever had. But to his point, you know, he talks a lot about establish yourself as an industry expert, Stay in front of your client, and when the time is right, they'll come to you. Right. Yeah, and, and, and this is literally a case study of what he preaches. I totally agree with you. I think that one of the things that uh, Scott totally preaches is this concept of you've got to go above and beyond. Like his customer experience is so important. So from the moment you saw him speak, you did the amazing donut thing, which you knew he loved, and then it just happened randomly. I mean, there's no guarantee. Did you just drop off the one thing to him that was, or was there a series of things? I had just, as I mentioned, joined Sotheby's. And so there were quite a few beautiful glossy magazines uh, at the office 
they were surplus. And I just thought I need to use these. They're so beautiful. They don't date. And I can use that um, as a handout. So I literally started with, I think, only 50 key people that I delivered statistics about their specific neighborhood. Like this is it's not the whole of Oakville. There's 18 neighborhoods in Oakville. So I proceeded to deliver. I, I would geotag exactly where people live if I had their address. And then I would deliver statistics about their specific area. So this would have been three or four handouts over a period of possibly three or four months because I had these beautiful magazines available to me and I could create a wow factor by delivering them in Sotheby's swag bags with tissue papers. And you you hand-delivered these to these 50 houses? Hand-delivered, yes. And, okay, did you just leave it there? Did you ring the doorbell? What? what I'm, I'm just trying to pretend I'm there with you. What, what did yes. you do? Yes. No, I don't uh, – see, that's that's my thing. I, I, I undertook never to uh, – I just want to be there. I don't want to be in your face, so I didn't even ring the bell. I would literally just leave it at the front door. So you obviously got you know business from Scott, but was there any other business that came from this? Because you're a brand-new agent. You know, you obviously understand real estate. You're a smart guy if you were, you did law in South Africa. But did any other, was there any other business that came out of this this strategy? And no, for me, uh, yeah, definitely. But if you look back on the transactions that I did, I would say in the first two years, a good 80% of my deals were people that received this. So the, the ROI for me is not as calculable as the fact that I, I definitely know that, you know, these people, I see, I see these things as, as a split between sales and branding. And I was going for branding from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't going for the sale. So I, I went flat out just to, to go for the branding and literally just putting myself out there and uh, making sure that I'm there and available for people when they need my services. Okay. So that's a fantastic that – that's, that's like a clinic in how to uh, find somebody that you're like, hey, this is a person I want to know, how to you know do, pursue them in a way that's not weird or creepy and, and, yes. and build a relationship that exactly. turns into business. That, since you've done – He's talked about it lots. How how often do you hear from people about, hey, you know, I've heard about you from Scott Stratton. Like, how often does that happen? Yeah, so I I, I could sort of like pick up when he's done a talk because if it's Brian Buffini, one of his teachings is very much what I did from the get-go, even though I, I don't follow Brian Buffini. When I did go to one of his uh, sessions, pretty much picked up that I'm following exactly what Brian Buffini does. So you, will, uh, I would get uh, quite a few cards sent to me uh, after – one of uh, Scott Stratton's talks. As a matter of fact, yes, just yesterday morning, I had a coffee at Starbucks with uh, two agents from Ancaster, which is it's about a 45-minute drive from Oakville. They came in and they had a chat with me about how I run my practice and so forth because they said a similar thing that, hey, we just want to meet this guy that Scott spoke about. So, And I gladly give up my time. I just love chatting to people and if I can give some input into their lives, I'm certainly going to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I love that. So quite often is the answer. You know, people reach out to me. Yeah. Okay. And then how long were you a licensed agent between, you know, the, when you actually put that deal together for Scott? Well, it was actually quite a few months because I did my very first transaction. I always say it's like the incubation period of a human. It took me exactly nine months uh, to do my first deal. Mm-hmm. But after that, things ranked up very, very well. In my second year, uh, I did ex- exceptionally well. And by my third year, which is basically two and a half years in, 
I actually got a title at Sotheby's International Realty, which is uh, rarely achieved. Um, my I've got a title now. It's called Senior Vice President Sales. And they only award that title to people that have – it is um, commission-driven. Um, and it basically means that you've, you've given service of the highest standard and therefore achieved a, a, a very big sales volume. There's a couple of things, lessons in this that I think for me as a, or anybody listening, if they're a mortgage broker or they're a realtor and they're like, well, I'm only new in the business. And like, you didn't let that hold you back at all. Like you didn't have the mindset that, well, I couldn't do that because I'm new. You just were like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that's, you know, to build relationships. And so would you mind sharing that progression? Cause when you told me, I was like, Oh my, you know, I was quite shocked. Or yes. impressed. So I, I just came back from the uh, global networking event. At, for Sotheby's International Realty, we actually had it at Vegas, and there were 2,400 agents from across the world. They mostly uh, refer to sales volume. Mm -hmm. So in my first year that I had earnings, I did 12.5 million. Uh, in my second year, I did 25 million. This year so far, I'm looking at, uh, it's not closed yet, but I did deals to the amount of 60 million. And hoping to do obviously quite a few more, so so that's going well. Amazing. Okay, so and we're not. I, I didn't ask you. I know you're not the kind of guy who would brag about that, but I, I just think that um, it's by sharing your story, it'll help, it'll inspire some others to go. Oh man, I can do this too. That's that's yeah, my purpose. It's totally doable. If um, I could it, do it. Anybody can do it. And sure. then let's talk about now when we. The other thing that I thought was really cool. I said, so what are you doing now? And so you figured out a way to because you really understand that you've got to engineer these moments of wow. But how have you scaled that? Because this is a really interesting. So tell me about what some of the things that you're doing um, now. Yeah, so I, I try and uh, touch as many of my clients and they on a specific, very specific database. Uh, I send out very nice newsletters four times a year. I send out handwritten cards to congratulate them on the anniversary of the ownership of their homes. But then, you know, to get, create the, the real wow, I believe you have to do events. And so what I did is I partnered up with uh, four parties to do really high-end events. And you don't have to do high-end. I mean... It's just... That's because it's your market though, right? Like so... That, that's my market. Yeah, yes. anybody, so, whatever market you're in, just take this, what he's going to share and apply it to your market where you're in. So yeah. This particular event series that I, I, I want to call it, I, for instance... Uh, well, let me tell you who my partners are. So one, my one partner is Mercedes-Benz Burlington. Then I've got a partner who's a financial planner at TD Wealth, uh, uh, Michael J.C. Walby. <clears throat> the other partner is actually a concierge service. So Tina Iaquinta from Modern Concierge is a partner, which comes in very handy. I'll tell you why. And then the other partner is Erin Dunham from The Other Bird, also exceptionally fortuitous because she owns six restaurants in the Hamilton area and a catering company. So if you could think, if you put these four parties together, what type of event you can create. So Tina, who is with Modern Concierge, proceeds to then arrange all these events. And in conjunction with all the partners, we do some pretty special things. So we would, for instance, uh, host a, a oyster and champagne evening at Mercedes-Benz and have you know the other bird come in. Uh, that's the company that does the catering. And somebody will shuck oysters and we will have just a lovely time. And we did an unveiling, for instance, of the brand new GTR 2018. They call it a, the Green Beast. Mm -hmm. It's a Mercedes-Benz. And you rarely see 
them. You, uh, you, in fact, most people would never see them even. And so we unveiled one of those. Mercedes-Benz Canada sent us one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a very special evening. Then we do a, an event called Supercar Saturday. So the event that you do with the Oysters and the Mercedes-Benz, how many people do you invite and how many do they invite and, and what is the total like sort of? The whole uh, principle behind it is to keep it nice and intimate. So each partner invites five people. So it's only 20, 25 people and you know, hand-picked clients. And there could be a client appreciation component to it. It could be that you want somebody to become a client. There's a huge synchronicity because normally people are of like mind. Uh, it's, it's just a meeting of minds and people have a great time chatting. And it's like, it's, it's not, uh, you don't set it up to be a networking event, but it is certainly there's a networking component also to it. And, and, you know, just you have a great time. And when you leave there, you feel like everybody's your friend because it's not 200 people. You, you get to everybody in the room and you just have a great time. What's your kind of typical investment for an event like that? Typically, I would say each partner, if you want to put it in financial terms, even though some of them obviously have skills that they bring to the party. So it's a very interesting dynamic because you don't always, sometimes it's just you bring your skills and services to the party. But I would say these events run into tens of thousands possibly per event. Uh, Our budget is basically, if you want to break it down, it's about $350 to $400 per person. Okay. So if you have five people, $2,000 to $2,500 per, like for your, for your portion of people that are coming. Correct. Correct. And you know, that's the wow factor is we're not going to do it if it's not wow. And again, you don't have to do that. I'm just thinking from your guests that are listening to your podcast, you, you do not think you have to do this. Any event that you put on, you have to be consistent as well. So you have to keep doing these. You can't just do one and think that's it. So mm-hmm. then the next, the next one that we did uh, was a, a supercar Saturday where each of, each of the partners invited five clients to, that obviously have supercars to come to Mercedes-Benz Burlington. And we had a great unveiling again of another Mercedes-Benz. And then we all had a nice uh, breakfast there at Mercedes-Benz. And then we proceeded to drive all the way out to Paris, Ontario, where one of the partners owns a, a, a boutique hotel. Had a lovely beer tasting, craft beer company was there and we had a beer tasting and then we went actually downstairs to the oldest pub in Ontario and had lovely cottage pie uh, that was made by a very well-known executive chef. Had a lovely chat and, and these guys are very passionate about their cars so they all parked in a row, everybody's chatting about the cars and they're out there enjoying themselves and have a lovely drive out for about an hour. And then yeah, we all just disperse after that. And again, I cannot stop talking about this. They just think it's the loveliest thing and, and we enjoy ourselves and we, we're chatting. And again, it's not a networking event, but you know, people are asking, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And, right. uh, you know, Building authentic uh, connections with people in a way that's... Totally, totally yeah. authentic. Totally. It's like-minded people, basically, mm-hmm. just having a, having a great time. That's and it. then what would be the frequency of this that you would – so you'd said, yeah, it's not good enough. You can't do these just once and go, oh, come, it's not working. It's like, no, you have to invest in, you know, like you in, you invested in Scott Stratton trying to build that relationship. So what frequency do you recommend for something like this? Yeah, I would say, and it, it's going to sound daunting, but try and do one every two months. Uh, in Canada, we have a 
we have a bit of a weather issue and we've got a summer issue. So I would say, you know, spaced in between March and July and then again, September to maximum November because that your attendance will be the best during those times. So try and do something out of the summer as near impossible. And when it's really, really cold outside, it's also not pleasant for people to go out and you never know whether, you know, it's going to be inconvenience for them to, to come to your event. So I wouldn't advise those times as well. So you've got about five, six months to work with. You just have to choose it. And then you know, it depends on your budget and who your partners are. In my case, you know, it's, it's a, it's a joint effort. Um, so we, we want to do between four and six per year, basically. Right. So it basically turns out it can, the frequency can be as high as once a month because you're just cutting it down to those specific months. And you do you only ever, you because of the nature of your type of business, you always make them like five people max per partner? For instance, and this is where the real estate bit comes in, the next event that we're going to host is I've got a, a really phenomenal listing that, that's vacant at the moment, 10,700 square foot home in Hamilton. Uh, it was a royal home, so it is 1905 built. Uh, the architect was the same architect that built the Union Station in Toronto. So you can think what this beautiful mm -hmm. structure looks like. So we're going to use that. My client is exceptionally happy with me because now I'm showcasing his property. And to answer your question on how many people, we as a collective have thought, like, we can ramp it up a little bit with this one. We're going to have... You know, it's maybe uh, we, we're thinking of a Havana-themed. It's early 1900s. Uh, the owners of the property have just come back from an extended trip, and they want to introduce people of Hamilton to the Havana culture. Mm -hmm. We'll have some rum cocktails there. And it's a big home, so we want to showcase the home. So we're going to lead people through the home to the ballroom, and we'll have some people ro rolling cigars there. And, uh, you know, obviously not smoking in the house, but, you know, that's sort of like the theme. You, got, you, you pick a theme. Here we can host a lot more people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then the next one is going to be historical wine tasting. And that's also, that's set up for November again. Again, we, I probably will use one of my listings. Again, my clients will be very happy because, uh, you know, they're getting exposure for their home. And once you go over a certain bracket, and this home is a $7.5 million home, you want to get that exposure. It's like on HGTV, you know, where they sell the property, <laughs> properties mm -hmm. in New York. You know, it's a good thing to get that type of exposure. And for all of these, we have a, have a videographer, actually a, a whole team on hand. I'll actually send you a link to our Supercross Saturday video. That we Oh, did. I'd love to see. I'll put that in the show notes so people can see it. That's fantastic. Exactly. I'm just doing a few final tweaks to it, but it's, it's basically ready. I'll, show, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the draft. Uh, but it's spectacular. It's just such a fun time. So we had a, have a videographer there. And again, from your guests' perspective, it's important to have that because you can send this out as a thank you to your guests for uh, attending. And lo and behold, if you ever do something with a similar theme, when you invite people that can actually see how much fun it is, it, it, you know, your response rate is much higher. Because mm -hmm. you know, it's, oh, wow, this looks awesome. I want to go. So... Um, it's it's worth worth your while to invest in in getting a a, a big uh, or a good videography company involved. Right, right. That's fantastic. Okay, so man, you've given me so many good ideas. They're basically, how to scale moments of wow is what I would want to 
you know, that this conversation is about. So there's one other thing that you'd mentioned to me that you were, we were on video briefly before we went to audio. And so what are you doing right now for Thanksgiving? So I'm actually in the boardroom where I've set up uh, in a few minutes time, 15 minutes time. I'm, I'm going to have some of my clients arrive. Uh, there's 50, if you want to picture this, 50 apple pies waiting for clients to pick it up. So we're dating this uh, podcast. It's the uh, Thursday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's not going to go out then, but you get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's how these guys are. Huh? So I've got the pies here, and uh, my clients will start arriving at 3 o'clock, uh, and they will pick up their pies. And so the whole invite is very clear. We're not going to hang here for three hours, and you don't have to hang. You come in, you have a coffee with us, you, we have a chat. Anywhere between 3 and 6, come and pick up your pie, and when I started last year, I really thought, look, I don't know. Nobody's going to come through and, and pick up a pie. And I, 25 of my clients said, yes, please, we'll be there. And we'd love to see you before Thanksgiving. And thank you so much. This is a great idea. This year, my invite stated second annual apple pie giveaway. And it's specifically apple pie because I don't enjoy pumpkin pie. Okay, so I'm going to give it. You're not going yeah, to promote something <laughs> you don't believe in. Yes, I, if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to promote it. So they, they're very excited about their apple pies. And so when I went through the list just now, just again for your audience and your guests, it's mostly people that I've done deals with or I'm busy doing deals with. They seem to be very receptive to the idea. I think people feel we've got a closer connection and, and, and they would love to come and see me just before Thanksgiving. And, uh, so it's great. Uh, when I went through the list, it's like, wow, I know every single one of these people really well. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just going to be fun for me for, for the next three hours to see all of them come through. Right. I think it's brilliant. We've done that in the past too. And I think it's a great idea. Well, hey, Petrus, I've really appreciated your time. And is there anything else that you'd think that they should know or that I should have asked you? No, I think, I mean, the, the topic was a wow moments. For me, a wow moment is just one of the touches that you want to do in building your brand. There's many other ways to do it that are not necessarily expensive. One should always, in my opinion, think of how you can Create mini wow moments, big wow moments, and in a very structured fashion. Don't just do random stuff. Do it in a structured fashion. Think of the long term. Think of the macro. Don't think of the immediate sale, and that will build your business, in my opinion. Right. You, I think that's the key thing is you play the long game because even with when you did that, with you didn't have any idea that he was going to be buying a house in the next couple months when you started with uh, Scott Stratton. And so... But you play Absolutely the long not. game, and if you play the long game, you win. It's when people are always just chasing a transaction, and, and then you, exactly. you got that, yeah, I don't know, it's just a bad, you get put off a bad vibe. So Exactly, um, exactly. Awesome. Well, hey, when this goes live, we'll send it to you, and I'm sure you may have more people reach out to you and say, hey, you know, and thank you so much, man, and I hope you keep crushing your business. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.